I'm content creator Corey Walmsley, the founder of Aurora Corealis Publishing. I'm dedicated to helping women entrepreneurs make a big impact by turning the next page with tools, tips, and resources that empower and connect the dots through books, publishing, and more. Every episode includes me, along with a featured guest on my globally recognized show, Page Turner Studio with Corey. Hello, and welcome back to Page Turner Studio with Corey. I'm your host, Corey Wamsley. I'm CEO of Aurora Corealis Publishing, as well as an author of almost 10 books. Number 10 comes out this fall. I'm also a writing coach and a speaker, and I love talking to people about books and their businesses and how everything all works together. Um, today, we have a real treat for you. We have Hay House author Nikki Nash. So I'm gonna introduce her in just a second, but let me tell you a little bit about her. Nikki helps entrepreneurs install a marketing plan, process, and team that multiplies their profit without their constant oversight, which is huge. <laughs> if you own a business, then you know, you don't wanna constantly be in there. Um, so they can lead the business to uh, lead the business to doing world-changing things. She's the Hay House author of the book, Market Your Genius, and has a podcast with the same name. So welcome, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for being on. So today we're gonna to talk about how to build authentic connection with Hay House author, Nikki Nash. Um, Nikki, I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to show everybody your book, first of all. Do you wanna show them? <laughs> sure, I mean, it is a bright pink marketing book, so it is clearly not your average book for business. <laughs> this is what it looks like. Yeah, I love that. Uh, what, what inspired you to write your book? So I have wanted to write a book since I was a kid. Like mm -hmm. I have, I used to write poetry. I loved creating. That's just kind of the kid who I was. Mm -hmm. And I have said I would write a book every year for decades. Like I'm talking when I turn 17, I'll write a book. When I go to college, I'll write a book. When I graduate college, I'll write a book. When I turn 25, I'll write a book. When I turn 30, I'll write a book. <laughs> Finally, the book came out, I think, uh, after 35, but before 40, I was like, wait, what age, like what every five years, I'm like, I'll do it by then. And uh, with this book, by the time I had really committed to uh, writing a book, I was an entrepreneur and had a full career in marketing and realized that so many people were honestly struggling to be creating marketing plans, consistently get quality leads, get those dream clients and grow their business. And I had helped so many women and, and men grow their businesses that I was like, you know what, I'm going to tell them how to do it, but in a fun way that shares stories and is personable and uses analogies and the way that I had been teaching marketing for, for years. Yeah, I love that. Um, a couple things that I wanted to talk about. I love that everybody is like, here's this deadline. I have to do it at this point. Like it has to be this major, I, I feel like sometimes we think, you know, when I hit this age or when I've hit this milestone, I'm going to know everything. And that's when it's going to be time, but it's never like that. Is it? It's not at all. And I had looking back on really my whole life. It's so funny now having done so much mindset work um, on myself to look back and be like, Oh yeah, that's why 
I never became an actress because I was in my head about this, that, and the other. And oh, that's why it took me multiple uh, go-aheads to actually commit to writing a book because of the thoughts that were going on in my head. And it's like, I could have written a book at 17. There are people, there are kids writing books, yeah. right? And I'm like, I could have been one of those kids way before my time had I <laughs> really, you know, not had so many limiting beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny how that happens. Um, I will say, I feel like everything happens at the right time though. So I'm sure that you felt like that after you got your book out. A hundred percent. I'm like yeah. no regrets. Um, and it, it's not slowing me down by any means. More yeah. books to come. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I wanted to share Nikki's impactful page turner share. So she said the power of connection is the key. Um, one of the most significant lessons I've learned is the importance of building authentic connections with my audience and customers. And she went on to say in the online business world, it's easy to get lost trying to sell or behind every click or conversation um, or, but behind every click or conversation, there's a real person understanding their needs, pain points, and desires. It's not only helped me create more effective marketing strategies, but has also enriched my writing as an author. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. You know, um, so often I'll, I'll speak to clients and speak to people who are like, how do I make the sale? And that could be, you want to sell the book, you want to sell a coaching package, you want to sell a physical product, whatever it is that you want to sell. People are like, how do I do it? Like, how do I sell the thing? And I think oftentimes people forget that the person on the other side of that sale, like the person swiping a credit card is an actual human being. Like mm -hmm. they're someone that has their own set of fears and doubts and limiting beliefs and dreams and passions and uh, family and all of these other things. And so when you can stop focusing on, oh my gosh, I need the sale and you can focus on, let me like, who am I uniquely qualified to truly help? And how can I build relationships with those folks, connect with them, add value, invite them to work with me, invite them to buy. It's, it's a different approach and a different energy. I really think it's just a different energy when you're coming from a, hey, I'm building connections and relationships with my customers versus I want your money, <laughs> right? And it, even if you're not coming from the standpoint of I want your money when you're thinking about the sales and you're thinking about you know your bank account, wherever it's at, it's a different conversation and a different way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's like dropping out of your head and down into your heart. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that happens a lot in book writing too, is that people, um, they are just kind of, you know, it's almost like jumping up on a soapbox and just yelling on the street corner um, mm -hmm. instead of sitting down and saying, okay, there's that one person over there. I know that they need to hear my story and I'm going to connect with them. So I, I love that how, I love how business and book writing kind of work together in that sort of way. You really need to be more focused on who's reading this. A hundred percent. And I'm a big believer of picturing that one person. When I wrote my book, I, thought of a specific person and I'm like, I'm writing this for them. Right. And if whoever they are, if it's a real person for you, then say, you know, it's Susie, like, Oh, Susie needs this book. I'm going to write this book for Susie. What's going on through Susie's head. And so mm -hmm. I went through and really had a clear person who I was writing the book for. And then I even went on before it even went to my publisher, like the first draft, there were about 80 people had signed up to read the first draft of my book mm -hmm. to just give me like, this resonates. I have a question about this. This is what's going on because I'm like, you're my people. And if I write this in a vacuum, 
by myself and never get insight into what's landing, what questions you have, things like that, this book won't be as great as it could be. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important. Um, I know a lot of times we feel like as authors, we're supposed to be just kind of like shut in a room all by ourselves and just writing and writing and writing until our hands bleeding. But if we're not talking to other people, then we're not going to be connecting with them through that writing. So I really love that you shared that. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to share Nikki's impactful page turner share. One of the most significant lessons I've learned in is the importance of building authentic connections with my audience and customers. Um, tell me a little bit more about that. How does that relate with, um, with your business and then a little bit with the book? Yeah. So one of the things that I believe is so powerful is storytelling. And when you're able to share a story, it's, it's, you think about, you know, back in the day when we weren't alive, um, but we've heard probably yeah. through stories that stories is the way knowledge and information and things got passed down from generation to generation to generation. And that when you hear those stories, you remember them because they usually touch your heart or your soul or some part of you is like, oh my gosh, I really connected with that story. And so what I found, and I it started in all honesty, when I was teaching in person and through Facebook Live, when I started my business, I would just teach marketing. Mm -hmm. Conceptually, I'm like, this is what you have to do. But what I realized is it wasn't always landing with people or people always, didn't always remember. And so I started telling stories. Mm -hmm. And some of the stories were directly related to what I was talking about. And some of them are really just analogies, right? It's like parallel stories. It's I'm going to tell this story. It's going to sound like nothing to do with business. And then wham, I'm going to like throw how this is exactly like business. Yeah. At you. And I, I use dating a lot, like my dating stories a lot to teach business. Mm -hmm. And people are like, oh, I get it now. And it's easy for me to understand. And I remember it and I'm connecting to it. And now I'm going to tell other people about you because you were able to explain this to me in a way that I truly understand. And I was able to take action from it. And so I believe that when you're able to truly connect with people and sh share and reveal some of yourself or some stories or things like that, it, it builds a relationship with people that they're just like, I'm, I'm a follower for life. Like I'm, they'll either love you or hate you. And those that love you will like really love you because they feel like they know you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're using stories from other places to connect people uh, and help them understand business stuff. I know if you're, you know, especially if you're new to business, but you know, most people have dated, then it makes perfect sense. Like they're not going to always get the business stories, but they will say, oh, okay. She sees me. She understands. We've all been on crappy dates. This <laughs> resonates. <laughs> um, and I just happened to click on the wrong tip before. So we talked about the same one twice, which have worked. Um, <laughs> and you gave some really great advice there too. Um, so now we're going to go with the actual one I meant to click on, <laughs> which is the being a page turner tip. Uh, many people see a book as a product and I look at it as a marketing tool. It's paid for by the customer, but if it's a book tied to your business, ideally it's helping you nurture and convert prospects. And this is something that I am always preaching to people. This is something you use. It's not just a book. You want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. And I think, you know, it's partially because I'm a marketer by trade. And 
when I went into writing this book, I also was obsessed with, I'm going to listen to other marketers and how they're using their book, because I've always had it in my mind that I'm going to write this thing, but it's, you know, for some people, yeah, they're just going to buy the book and they may never buy anything else from me or stay connected to me. Mm -hmm. It's possible. But how amazing would it be if this book was really just a part of the marketing journey and their customer experience to really um, continuing to be in my ecosystem? And so I, um, I got this. I'm pretty positive from Pat Flynn. And I think it was he did it in his book, Will It Fly? But I was listening to a podcast and he said that he created a companion course for his book. In fact, I know it was Pat Flynn and Will It Fly as I'm sharing this story. And so he created a companion course for his book. And what he did was he um, he made it. It was free. It was something that you would get additional resources or things that he talked about in the book or like a worksheet or something along those lines Mm -hmm. um, in a online portal. But you had to put your email address in. Right. And for me, I'm just like, bam, what if my book, it's out in the world, like people are going to buy it from Amazon, their local bookstore, they're buying it in the US, the UK, you know, India, they're buying it all over the place. And they're not buying it from me directly. So I have no idea who's walking around with my book. However, if I offer a free companion course, and I talk about this free companion course, in every chapter, I talk about in the introduction, in every single chapter, everything, it's just like, hey, these things that I talked about here, you can get the PDF version of this worksheet, or you can get um, a video of me describing this in the companion course. Mm -hmm. Now I have every single day, people are joining my list purely because they picked up my book and they saw that they can get uh, complimentary materials and it's going to enhance the experience. Plus for me, it's like, it makes their experience with me so much richer because they're getting so much more than just the book. They're getting videos, they're getting audio, they're getting worksheets. And it's like, whoa, I paid for a book for this. What the (laughs) heck am I going to get further down the line? And so I'm a, I'm a big believer of finding ways to use your book as a marketing uh, resource for your business. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's actually the same sort of thing I teach my clients too, is to use the book as a tool to nurture, Um, you know, absolutely give a ton of value in the book. Uh, And I want to step back for a second and say, when we're talking about, um, you know, writing the book and using it to get people to your email and, you know, to get people to sign up with you, we're not talking about writing a book that is basically a big, long sales letter. It's not like that at all. It is a book that's high value. And then it connects with other high value pieces like the course, which I love. Um, I cannot think of the woman's name, but a few years ago, I read a book. Uh, she does EFT. Um, can't think of her name, but each chapter, there was a, a different video to go with it. And she'd had a different tapping script that she walked through. And that was one of the first times I saw it in action. And that really helped me. Um, I was on her email list. I was reading her emails. It helped me connect with her and understand who she was. So I love that you're using that too. Um, and you know, when people end up on your list, it gives you the chance to nurture them more. A hundred percent. And inside the companion course, there are opportunities for you to have essentially like little buttons or promos. It's like, Hey, if you are getting tremendous value from this book, but you want to get further faster, or you want, depending on how you're like who the people listening to this, like depending on how your business is, it might be, Hey, you want my eyes on your business, or you want to work with me one-on-one to talk through this issue or things like that. You can just put a call to action in in the additional materials that you're providing 
just as an option, like, hey, guys, like this is an opportunity for you to to learn more mm-hmm. um, or to sign up to work with me or things along those lines as well. Yeah. And I think that's a nice thing to do. It's not like, here's all this stuff. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> you're saying, I'm here if you need me. Here's all the stuff. But I'm over here. You click here. I'll be right there with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I wanted to share um, my turn the page with Corey tip. Effective book marketing helps those who most need your work find you. What 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 have you found with this? Uh, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, I when my book came out, it was during the pandemic. So my book came out in 2021. Mm-hmm. My entire book plan, like launch plan and marketing plan for the book went out the window. <laughs> and like when I had pitched Tay House, I was like, yeah, well, we're not going to do a ton of like in-person speaking engagements. Right. But what it allowed me to do was really speak to folks who were ideal readers of this book, who were like my ideal audience, and to really speak on uh, topics that are inside the book that would resonate with them, give them little tips, give them advice through live videos, podcast interviews, things along those lines. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a you know, um, what is it? It's like a, you know, um, I see the image in my head. Is it a flute or a lute or something, you know, when so, or a pumper, like something like yeah. this is the thing. And then like, yeah, right. Like the snakes come or like the thing, something follows you yeah. um, stories as a kid. It's like that. It's like, oh, you're speaking to me. I hear it. A yeah. better analogy is probably a dog whistle. It's like a dog whistle. Yeah. <laughs> you, blow, <laughs> you blow the dog whistle and only the, the people who are meant to uh, hear you and really want to connect with you, hear it. And they're coming towards you going, yes, I'm into what you're saying. Let me go pick up this book and continue to, uh, build that relationship with you and learn from you. Yeah. I love that. Um, I also launched a book during the pandemic. It actually, it was right before the pandemic. So I had all these things lined up, ready to go and it all fell apart. Um, I launched in February of 2020. So we did like a live launch party. Um, I got up and talked about the book and then right afterwards, everything closed down. So I, I feel for you. I'm like, oh my God, now what are we going to do? Yeah. I had a little bit more lead time to, to pivot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, it's nice too, that we have this option to have online stuff that we could get on and just be like, okay, well, we're switching. We're going to do some podcasts. We're switching. We're going to do a live launch online, a zoom thing. Um, so I, I love that uh, we live in an age where we have options, even though sometimes things go nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. So I wanted to share the uh, make an impact tip with Corey. It's okay to talk about your process in your book. It's a different experience from working one-on-one with you. Did you run into uh, any issues with that sort of thing? Um, in terms of making it, me thinking that it had to feel like working one-on-one with me? Um, if you had any like anxiety about sharing too deeply about your processes, because a book is so long. Oh, I did not. But I have heard it from so many people. I am very much, I I think what helped me, um, and I actually recommend this for folks that are workshopping their book materials, Mm -hmm. maybe not for, you don't have to do it at nearly as long as I did, but I taught marketing courses for years, um, workshops, things like that for other companies, for myself, doing Facebook lives, all that jazz. So a lot of what 
was in the book conceptually or process wise, I had already given away in okay. yes, some paid workshops, but my Facebook lives, my podcasts, like if somebody wanted to go really far back and watch hours and hours and hours of footage after spending hours and hours of hours trying to find it all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I had shared a lot of myself uh, publicly before, and I'm a big believer that I could tell you what to do or tell you stories or things like that, but it is not going to get you the same results as working with me. And I believe that even from the book, I'm like, you can pick up the book, you can read the book, you can go through the book. It'll be amazing for you. And it's still not the same as having my eyes on your business or a conversation with me or things like that. So I've, uh, I have not had that attachment to like, oh, I have to hold things back or something like I can't give it all away. I've never really been that person, but I have coached a lot of people on it and I completely get it. But I just, I know my value and the value that comes from being in community with me, whether it's in like a group scenario or an event or um, privately. And I just, I'm like, if anything, if, if you love what I'm saying to you in the book and on videos, then you're going to be an even better client because it won't be the first time you heard it. Right, right. Um, I love that you said that you know your value. And I think that's an important thing for people who are starting on the book journey to understand. And I didn't figure you really did have that anxiety, but I thought you would understand what I was talking about um, because, you know, you mentioned you've worked with people like that. I've worked with people like that too. It's a really common fear that because a book is, you know, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 words, you're going to look at it and just be like, okay, well, here's all this information. Here's tons and tons and tons of information. I've given you everything I have. <laughs> and it's really not the case that there is so much value for a person to come to you directly and say, this is what my problem is. Not all of this, maybe somewhere in here. Yeah. And let's be really honest. Tons of people buy books and never finish them, right? Like how many, it doesn't matter how good the book is. People will like read and get distracted or, you know, especially in a book that can be meaty and have a lot of exercises or things for people to think about. It could take them a really long time to go through the book because they're like, I read this chapter. I did my homework. I then read the next chapter. I did my homework. And so if you have a course, a membership, group coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching, consulting services, whatever the heck it is, whatever your business model is, products, like whatever it is that helps people go through that process faster. People, a lot of people want the faster and or easier button. Mm -hmm. And so the book to me, and again, this goes back to it being a marketing tool, is really just to get people indoctrinated into your style and way of being and get them introduced to it. And if they read the whole book, and they take action from it, then I'm like, you're a rock star. Cool. You don't need me. But if they read all or some of the book and they're like, that was amazing. I read it. I thought it was fabulous. I didn't do a dang thing. Can you <laughs> like, can you help hold me accountable or, or do something Then it's like, okay, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. you know, now know what you have to do. And now we can have support to workshop through the things that come up and get in your way as you go through the process. Yeah. I love that. Um, I've had people read my book, The Spark Method, and then come to me and say, okay, I read this and now I know I'm ready to work with you because I get what your whole process is. So I think that's helpful. Um, I actually had somebody who read the book, went through and took notes and then took the course with me and was taking more notes and her book looks like it's been through some things. So um, I, I bet people are doing the same with yours too. Just get the book, work with you, take notes, you know, go back and forth. 
I'm sure a lot of people have experienced that when they're authors. Absolutely. Yeah. So a couple uh, extra questions here at the end. What is the first thing you would tell an author to market their, a new author to market their book? Ew. Um, and my zone of genius is really for folks that are nonfiction authors, yes. particularly if you're teaching or training something, <laughs> just, just in case somebody slips in, that's like, Nikki told me to do this and I'm selling a, fi a fan fiction book or like, you know, <laughs> a fantasy book or something. I'm like, this isn't the same thing. Um, but I, I would start marketing your book now, even if your book isn't written. And I would do that by the, almost look at it as workshopping, but also validating and building an audience for the trainings, the stories, the processes, the methodologies. Easiest thing you can do is, is start talking about it to groups of people now, right? Go live on your social media. Ask somebody to have you on their podcast. Do things like the best thing you can do is start talking about it now. And if you really, um, if you really want to not wait 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years before you write the book, you can say like, my book is coming out on this date, you know, join this list, this wait list or this thing to be the first yeah. to hear the news. And then you're building a list of people who are interested in buying your book that doesn't exist yet. And that's a great motivator. It really is. Um, I have done that trick with myself <laughs> too. And I'm somebody who has written lots of books. Um, I think it's really important. I, I love the tip that you gave uh, to make sure that you're letting people know ahead of time. Um, hey, I decided to write a book. Um, just met with my editor, just met with my publisher, just did this, like updating them, getting them excited with you. Here's the cover. Um, I always love that one. Uh, it, it's really hard for me as the publisher when I get a cover to not be like, here's everybody's cover. Here it is. Like, I don't, I don't want to scoop the author. So that's hard. Um, but with my book that's coming out this fall, that's something I did too. I was working on it this spring, wrapping up the writing and it was getting closer and closer to like the end of May. And I'm like, just going to start telling people it's going to be out in November. Boy, I better move my butt. <laughs> yeah. No, like literally people, I, I teach it or tell people this as a market research tool, but it was really for my own accountability. I literally just posted in some Facebook groups and reached out to friends and put it on my email list. I will like who wants the very first roughest draft of my book. I'm going to be de delivering a chapter a week for, I think like 90 days or something. It was a little less than that, but like 90 days, you're going to get a chapter a week. And all I want you to do, it's it, in a Google doc that's protected. And all they had to do was leave comments like this. And, and I said, don't try to tell me about grammar things, like grammatical things. I literally just want to hear this resonated. I have, here's my question on this. Ooh, I loved this. I, I don't know what you mean here, like things like that. Mm -hmm. And yes, I did it for feedback, but real talk, I did it because if I was going to, um, one, have to finish this book, I needed accountability. So I needed a whole bunch of people that I told would get a chapter a week. Yeah. And two, what it did is these people got first read and then they were really excited to see what the final thing looks like because even yeah. though they quote unquote read the book they read the earliest version of the book it went through so much editing i yeah. changed stories i changed things because of it and then i had a bunch of people who were the first to buy they're like oh i get to read the real thing i'm in yeah yeah it kind of creates that like inner circle feeling with those people because then they're cheering you on they're getting excited and then they want to share about it too and say hey i was part of this process yeah. And again, not everybody reads all 12 chapters of the book. So like you had some folks that only read the first three or five or six, and then they're like, Ooh, I forgot what I read. I can't wait for the real thing. 
<laughs> I'm so bad about that. I forget everything I read. <laughs> like, this is a great book. I don't even remember it. <laughs> oh, I wanted to ask too. Um, so wrapping things up here, what is your favorite marketing tip? Mm, my favorite marketing tip is to really think about what your talents are and what like lights you up and brings you energy as an author and, 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 or business owner and lean into that. Right. Like, so you can watch, um, people telling you, oh, you need to go live or you need to do podcasting or you need to speak on stages or you need to write, um, amazing emails or whatever it is. And I'm always a big fan of leaning into what you're most excited about and what you're best at because that's what's going to come across the best and resonate with your audience. I have some clients who I'm like, don't do exactly what I did because you are so nervous to go live. And let's be honest, like you, it just does not come across as confident. So I'm not saying never do it, but maybe don't start with that. <laughs> let's build yeah. up confidence in something that you're really naturally good at and enjoy doing. And then you can build on that. So I say lean into your your natural gifts or what brings you joy and energy and double down on that. Yeah, that is a really good tip. I, I know, especially when you first get started, you're tempted to be like, oh, well, this person's doing this. I've got to do this. And this person's doing this. And then you end up doing all these things that just scare the crap out of you. And <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, and when I'm working with authors, too, a lot of times I'll, I'll tell them something very similar. It's, you know, your energy is coming across in whatever it is you're doing. So if you're writing your book and you're annoyed, you're going to sound annoyed. You're going to sound like you just ate that awful meal and you're writing a nasty letter to the restaurant to let them know. Um, and it's the same way with, you know, if you're speaking, if you're nervous about speaking, it's going to come across like, I don't want to be here. Um, and I think, you know, with the marketing, this works too, but also when writing your book, um, sometimes people are just more comfortable speaking. So I tell them, go speak your book, get, uh, get an app, get um, the notes app on your phone and just hit the microphone, whatever works to do that. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I really appreciate you being on here today. It was wonderful talking to you and you had so many great tips for us. Yeah. Um, I'm going to me. Sure. Yeah, hopefully we'll get to chat again soon. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. So goodbye, Nikki. It was so nice to see you. I'm going to drop her down to the green room and wrap us up. Well, that was a wonderful uh, episode of Page Turner Studio. It was awesome talking with Nikki today about marketing, about your business and your books, all those wonderful things. Uh, make sure you catch my next episode. I'm on uh, I'm on a new episode every week from uh, uh, Page Turner Studio with Corey at 7 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central, and if you're Eastern time like me, 10 a.m. And we'll have another fabulous guest. Have a page-turning day. Thank you for joining me today. You can learn more about me, my products, and services at auroracorealispublishing.com. Make sure to join me for another episode every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central on my globally recognized show, Page Turner's Studio with Corey.
Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electricast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electricast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electricast Podcasts, and hear the culture.